When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, my awesome friend? Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. I'm excited to bring you today's episode from the Having It All archives. This one comes from us from February of 2018, and it's called How to Deal with a Confidence and Self-Worth Breakdown. Now, I love this episode for several reasons. First, it is visceral. The feelings and emotions that I talk about are things that we've all gone through. Every one of us has had these moments where our confidence and our self-worth feel shook, feel like they've been rocked. And that's what I'm talking about today. This is also an episode where I share a story, a very relatable story, something that you've probably had happen to you in some way, shape, or form. So hopefully you'll be able to see yourself in the story that I share. And finally, I analyze what went down. Right? I look at how I showed up in comparison in to how I would like to show up in these scenarios. And I talk about what are the things that I can be doing? What are the action items I can do to work on myself and to improve so that when this thing comes around the next time, I show up the way that I want to. And it's all of those things that I think are really important when we are on this self-growth journey of ours. Because it's great to talk about things in a podcast or read them in a book, but you got to be able to apply them. And then analyze how you apply so you can make some fine tweaks here and there. So you're going to hear all of that in today's episode. And I'm super excited about that. What's also cool about the conversation today is that it relates back to last week's episode. And last week, I kicked off really the, the this new season of the Having It All podcast where I'm doing things a little bit differently. And I'm doing one brand new, uh, fully edited and all that beautiful stuff, like one of those episodes every month. And so that was last week. So today's conversation actually relates back to the topic of last week. And if you haven't heard last week's episode yet, I highly, highly recommend you go do that. It's called How to Discipline Your Thinking so that you get what you really want in life. Self-mastery wisdom from Dr. Joe Dispenza, Abraham Hicks, and Shi Hang Yi. So again, it's a really cool episode. Go check it out if you haven't done that yet. And if you want to connect with me, I love, love connecting with, with folks who listen to the podcast. So you can do that by reaching out to me via email. My email is matthew at matthewbevins.com. It's the best way to connect with me and we can get into a cool conversation. Okay, with no further ado, here is today's episode, How to Deal with a Confidence and Self-Worth Breakdown. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? 
Super thrilled that you were here with me for another episode of the show. And you know what? I just I feel moved to say something to everybody and to myself. And that's that it's okay to feel. It's okay to have feelings and have emotions and for them to sometimes just overwhelm you and and cloud your judgment and cloud your vision. It's okay. You're allowed to feel. You're allowed to feel how you're feeling right now, even if you know that those feelings are not helping you. They're not healthy. It's okay. I say that because so many times I am so hard on myself for having anything other than a powerful or positive feeling or thought. You know, I have this belief that because I do the work that I do or because I'm interested in this, you know, personal development, air quote, stuff, that if I feel jealousy or anger or fear or if, I, if, if I'm feeling challenged with my self-worth or my confidence, which is what we're going to get into today, if I feel challenges in those areas, I'm so quick to judge myself. And if you're anything like me, then you are too. So I'm giving you and me permission to just feel and just release all the BS. So just wanted to say that, felt moved to say that. And before I get into the topic, I want to share some gratitude. I am so grateful to everybody who has been emailing me this past week and leaving reviews on iTunes. Uh, it's awesome. We just hit 100 reviews on iTunes, so that's huge. I think that's fantastic. And uh, I'm just I'm grateful for everybody taking out a couple minutes of their day to just you know connect with me. It's, it's beautiful. And I actually wanted to read one of the iTunes reviews. This, this iTunes review is actually from like middle of last year, but as I was scanning through them, it stuck out to me, so I wanted to read it. And it says, this is the perfect podcast for real life advice and words of wisdom. Nothing too fluff, real spill. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> that, that, that review is short and sweet and honest, but I just love the phrase real spill. And I haven't heard that before. And so when I read it, I was like, that's dope. And that review comes from Glowing One. So thank you so much, Glowing One, for taking a minute to leave a real review <laughs> on the podcast. And if you want to give some feedback to the show, if you want to leave a review, then iTunes is definitely the place to do that. You can access it through the Apple Podcast app on your phone or, uh, or through the, the website. And yeah, just give a rating, review. Tell me how. Tell me what you think, and I'll read it on the show. That would be awesome. All right, so let's get into today's episode because I I was taking notes on this and outlining this uh, a couple of months ago, and it's just a, it's a great story. So what we're talking about today is confidence and self-worth and how you can rebound when you experience a breakdown in those areas. And so what I'm going to share is a story. Uh, a few months ago, Sarah and I traveled down to South Florida to go to her high school reunion. It was her 10-year high school reunion. And when she first pitched that idea to me, all sorts of really fascinating beliefs and thoughts and feelings came up for me. And 90% of them were centered around fear. And so I just experienced over the course of, you know, from when she told me about the event all the way up to the night of the event and through until we were complete with it, all types of just 
body shots to my self-confidence. You know, I was just getting hit left and right from with my own stuff, with my own junk. So I want to talk about that. I'm going to share, you know, the experience. I'm going to talk about what went down. I'm going to talk about what was going on in my mind and what I did in the moment to try to kind of get my swag back, get my confidence back, and how all of that impacted how I showed up on the night of the reunion. And then I'm going to close by sharing with you what I would do differently next time. You know, the next time I have some opportunity to, to, I guess, be around a certain group of people that, that intimidates me or creates that fear, like what I'm going to do next time so that I have a different experience, a different outcome. So that's what I'm getting into. Let's kick it off with just the, you know, the event itself. So like I said, it was Sarah's 10-year high school reunion. She went to high school down in South Florida. Uh, boy, she'll probably get angry at me that I forget the name of her high school. Uh, but it's in the Fort Lauderdale area. And um, yeah, she got, you know, I guess it was a Facebook message and said, oh, Matthew, the high school reunion's going on. It'll be a great opportunity for us to go down and, and see my family. And then, you know, you get to meet some of my high school friends. And I know what that's like. My 10-year reunion was a few years ago. And I actually opted not to go. And I think part of it was because of the same stuff that came up with Sarah's reunion. You know, it was the some fears and some comparison things and just feeling anxious and judgmental. So, you know, I have a little bit of regret of not going to my own reunion. Um, and so when Sarah said she wanted to go to hers, those feelings came up. Those feelings of, you know, for me, it, it really kind of went down to quote unquote success. And, you know, here I am on this show, it's called Having It All, and the premise is not about having or owning anything. You know, it's about who you're being. It's about how you're showing up in life. It's about being abundant, being loving, tapping into that. Yet, one of the first feelings that came up for me was this feeling of, I am not as successful as these other people. Namely, the spouses of Sarah's best friends. You know, they these are guys who went to great colleges and got high paying jobs out of college or, you know, they're they're they come from from a place where I guess I create this story that they just have more than me and that they are they are able to create more results in their life than I than I'm able to. And that they're more more quote unquote successful. That success with a small S that I talk about. You know, the bank account, the cars, the the exotic vacations, all that stuff. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So those feelings came up for me. And right on the tail end of those feelings were the stories. And the stories were so insidious. You know, like the stories were that I'm not as successful as these people because I'm not making as much money as them. Right. So I'm connecting success with money. And I'm not making as much money as them because I'm irresponsible. I'm irresponsible because I've chosen an alternative career path. I've chosen the path of, you know, entrepreneurship and forging my own way. And I don't have enough grit. I don't have enough patience. I don't have the work ethic to create the results that I want, to make a lot of money on my career path. So you see how that stuff just, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And it pulled me down. And that, those stories, they spun through my mind so fast. It was like Sarah said, hey, my re- high school reunion's coming up. I'd like to go. And within seconds, boom, I'm already spinning myself down to be this, you know, th- this, this person who, who is incompetent and unworthy and irresponsible. It's so fascinating how quick we do that to ourselves. So after I went through all of those self-deprecating thoughts, I started to have these fears about the event itself. And I started to have these fears about, well, I'm not going to have anything to talk to these people about. Because I won't be in on any of their inside jokes. I wasn't a part of their class. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a spouse, right? Like, I didn't experience these things. So as everyone's laughing about the science teacher who did something funny, I'm not going to know what's going on. I'm just going to be standing there feeling awkward and feeling uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So I'll probably end up just sitting on the back, you know, like hanging out in the wings and just sitting there counting down the, the hours until we can go. Right? Like that was another line of thinking that went through my mind. And another one was, well, I'm I'm a few years older than these people. I'm I'm probably about two or three years older than everybody. So I'm more mature than they are. And here I am. I'm going to feel like I'm babysitting a bunch of drunk kids because they're all going to be laughing and, and doing silly things and, you know, saying silly things. And, you know, what if somebody says something that offends me? What if someone starts talking about race or, you know, what if there's some people who've got different beliefs than I am and they start dropping these these different feelings about whatever it is and it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to step into that situation. I don't want to do that. So that's that's what was going through my mind when Sarah presented the idea and the weeks leading up to us going. And so what happened as a result is that, you know, first of all, I just really didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. And even though I didn't have the courage to say that to Sarah, I was very passive aggressive about it. I just wasn't very excited when she brought it up. I wasn't very helpful in the planning. And if Sarah even hinted at the possibility of me either staying in Atlanta while she traveled to Florida or remaining with her mom and family while she went to the event, I would subtly and not so subtly support that idea. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. You know, maybe I should stay home in Atlanta with the dogs because we're going to have to figure out how to care for these dogs. And, you know, what if it rains and the basement floods again? Like, you know, I got to stay here to mop up all the water and... You know, maybe I should, if I go with you, maybe I should just hang out with the family because it would be kind of be rude for me to, to leave, 
you know, we're down here. We don't get to see your family but every few months. So, yeah, it would be rude for me to go off and, and be at your high school reunion. I'll just stay with your mom because what if she's feeling lonely? And, you know, what if they want to ask me questions about things? What if they really want to get to know me more? So maybe I'll just hang out. Yeah, I think that'd be great for me to just hang. So I was so quick to, to justify my fear and to rationalize why it was better for me to not go. And again, sometimes it was overt, but other times it was, it was subtle and it was in the background. And it was just how it was my body language or my, my energy that I put towards this whole event and, and helping or not helping. However it showed up, it was communicated. I was communicating to Sarah that I did not want to go. And again, it was because of my fears and judgments and all that stuff. So once it was... It was, uh, it was confirmed or solidified that I was going. I wasn't going to stay in Atlanta and I wasn't going to stay at Sarah's mom's house. Then I started to, you know, feel even more anxiety and fear around it. And I started to kind of ramp that up and just started spinning the stories. All the stories just kept, you know, they kind of went into higher gear. And so it's the night of the event and we're getting ready and I just felt myself not being myself. And for me, it's very clear. It's become more clear over the years when I'm operating out of my heart versus out of my head. What I mean by that is when I'm operating out of my heart, I'm present, I'm powerful, I'm confident, I got my swag. You, you can't shake me when I'm, when I'm in my heart. That's me in my beast mode, right? I'm, I'm in my power, I'm my best self when I'm flowing from my heart space. When I'm in my head space, that's me being in my ego. That's me overthinking things. That's me being fearful. That's me being judgmental. And so somewhere along this entire process, I was able to recognize that, boy, Matt, you're hanging out in your head. You are so caught up in ego and so caught up in fear. And so as we're getting ready for the event, we're putting on our clothes and, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing my phone and my keys and all of that. I'm, I'm recognizing that I'm in my head and in my ego, but I was having a very hard time getting out of that and getting into my heart. And so that continued throughout the event. You know, we scooped up Sarah's best friends and the three of them are in the back of the car and they're just chatting it up and they're excited and they're, you know, they can't wait to see who's going to be showing up. They heard so-and-so is going to be there. They heard this person's not going to be there. They're, they're, you know, they're talking about all, you know, the event, right? And I'm, I'm feeling like an Uber driver, you know, and I'm not participating in the conversation. I'm, I'm just sort of there. I'm just sort of driving. And you could say that, well, Matthew, you're there for support, right? You know, you, you may not necessarily be able to jump into these conversations because these are stories that they're recounting from their high school. And yeah, you weren't there. So you're there to support. And I say, yes. However, I wasn't giving off supporting vibes. I wasn't truly supporting. Because for me to be a powerful supporter, I need to be operating more out of my heart and less out of my head. And I was way caught up in my, in my head and my fears. So even as we're driving to the event, I'm battling. I'm like, okay, come on, let go of that stuff, cut out these stories, get back to your heart, be powerful, right? 
And so when we're at the event, you know, they have a parking garage uh, next to their high school, and there was a football game going on. So the the reunion took place on the top of the parking garage, kind of like tailgate style. They had a bunch of the of the the classmates had their trucks, and the trunks were open, and they were serving drinks, and there was food, and everybody was just hanging out, you know, like a tailgate. And I remember just being there, you know, and and struggling to truly show up powerfully. I was present. I, I was in the space, even though I was in my head, you know. And and I and I would take multiple opportunities to slip away and go to the bathroom, or oops, I forgot something in the car, you know. And I'd walk, I'd walk back to the car, whatever I could to just steal a few minutes, so I wouldn't need to be in the in the fray, because I was intimidated. I was still in my head. I was still just rehashing those stories and strengthening them. You know, going back to the to the to the very beginning of this whole story, I'm telling myself that I'm not as successful, that I haven't achieved as much. And I'm connecting that with who I am as a man. Because we you know, have this story that a, tr- a real man, a real husband, a real father provides for his family and makes you know, tons of money for, for the family. And that's what a man does. And since, since I was telling myself I'm struggling with that right now, then I must not be as manly as these other guys. And it's just, it's funny just retelling this story. It's almost laughable, right? The, the, the BS that we tell ourselves and the ideas that aren't our own, you know, I didn't, I wasn't born with this idea that a man makes the money for the family. That was somebody else's. Somebody else had that idea and handed it to me. And I just wore it on. I wore it on as my own. And this is a bit of a tangent, but I remember a few a few months ago talking to my dad about some of the other things that were going on in the family and, and hearing my dad say that he was financially centered. You know, his center was family in the sense that he always, his primary goal was to provide for the family financially, you know, and that trumped spending time with us. So for him, it was okay if he lived in another state, as long as what he was doing in that other state was making enough money that he could send back to the family to provide for his family financially. So it's fascinating when I think of where did I pick up some of these stories that a real man and a real father is supposed to provide for his family financially. Well, my father was doing that. And whether he was directly or indirectly, you know, communicating to me that that's what men do. That's what fathers do. So, you know, I got to believe I picked that up from him. So back to the reunion. Like I said, I'm still in my head. I'm using every excuse to kind of go off and do my own thing. And slowly through the night, I began to just settle. I began to like slowly move down out of my head and just settle into my heart and settle into being comfortable with everything. As I realized, oh, they aren't just talking about, well, where did you vacation recently? And what kind of car do you drive? And, you know, how many zeros are on your paycheck? That wasn't the conversation. These were people who were just here to connect with each other and have fun. 
Nobody cared about that other stuff. I was the only one who cared. And so as the night went on, you know, I kind of was getting back into my my mojo. I was getting my swag back. And so I tried to do different things throughout the night to help me accomplish that. Honestly, one of the most effective ways for me to, you know, drop all those stories and just be present was just time. I just needed to be in the environment and recognize that my stories were simply stories. And then by the end of the night, you know, I ended up having an overall really nice time. I had some great conversations with people. You know, I was there to support Sarah. I felt like I actually was supporting Sarah towards the end. And, you know, we left and it was nice. It was a great time. So all throughout the night, you know, like I said, I was I was trying different things to help me settle down, to get back in my power. Some of them worked, some didn't. I'll list off a few right now. You know, one of the things that I tried doing was just taking an objective look at what I've been creating. Because part of my story was that the results you're creating today, right now, Matthew, don't compare to the results these people are creating. Because they're making six figures. Oh, or they're on TV. Oh, you know, all this stuff. And here I am discrediting what I've been doing. So one thing that really helped me was to just take an objective look, just back up, almost force myself to get out of my head and just be like, dude, come on. You've been creating some amazing things. You've you've been creating some really powerful podcasts. This show and the other show I do with my wife and the coaching I do, you know, you've been doing all these things that have been having a big impact in people. What's that worth? Right? If you want to drill things down into dollars and cents, what is the impact of you sharing your message, sharing your story, and it influencing somebody to be bold in their life, to take a bold move, to take massive action? How much is that worth? Is that worth 10 bucks? A hundred bucks, ten thousand dollars. What is that worth, right? So, taking an objective look as at what I've been creating and what I've been putting my heart and soul into over the past however many years, that helped. It helped me to be out of my ego. What else? What also helped was listening and taking stock of the conversations that people were bringing to Sarah. There were, you know, a bunch of people that obviously Sarah reconnected with and was so excited to see. But I remember like maybe a half dozen, five or six people were came up to her. And the first thing they said, they hadn't seen her since high school. The first thing that they said to her was how inspired they were by who she was being. By the decisions she was making because they followed her on Instagram. And they were watching They were watching her. They were seeing who she was as a coach, as a mother, as a wife, as a woman. And they were inspired. They were so inspired, in fact, that, you know, four years of high school and all those memories, you know, were put on pause. So the first thing they said to her was, I'm totally inspired, Sarah. I love your fill in the blank. I love your show. I love your posts. I love what you're doing. That was the first thing they wanted to say to her. Not, oh my gosh, it's been so long. Oh man, do you remember when we did this and that? No. And so me just taking stock of those conversations, you know, that was powerful for me. And 
it did help me realize that, you know, I am the rock that this amazing woman can stand on. You know, I am a source of love that fills her up and allows her to be her greatest self. So I was able to celebrate in the recognition of her successes and what she's been creating. And that helped me. What, what, what also helped me was just getting into conversation with people. You know, and as soon as somebody would say something that I could relate to, I would try to jump in, insert myself, and just be a part of the conversation, be a part of the group. Because I have this wallflower tendency with me, and it goes back many, many years, and it has to do with the confidence and the self-worth and all of that. But I have this tendency to sort of shrink into the background. You know, if I'm feeling intimidated by a large group, if, uh, if I would go to a networking event and, and just be scared, I would shrink into the background. I might pull out my phone and spend the whole time just staring at my phone, pretending like I'm doing something, right? Pretending like I'm, I'm answering an important call or reading an important article when I'm just browsing some BS because I'm scared. So in order for me to counteract that, I was intentionally just getting into conversations, asking people what they're up to. What do you do? What do you enjoy? And, you know, I ended up talking to some really interesting people. I remember one guy, one of Sarah's classmates, he went to go play professional basketball. He played in college and he played overseas. And I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. So I was like, oh, man, that's great. And it was easy for me to talk to him. So getting into conversation, it naturally pulled me out of my head and into my heart because I love connecting with people, learning about people, listening. I'm a great listener. So that was something that was easy for me to do to help bring me back down to earth. And the last thing that I ended up doing throughout the night was just reminding myself that I'm there to support Sarah. I'm there to support Sarah in her role as a powerhouse woman. And that, you know, it felt like a responsibility you know, like that responsibility was like a reality check for me. Like, how, how are you showing up right now, man? Be that support. Be that rock. And that helped me bring myself back down. So that was, that was the event, how I was feeling, and what helped to kind of bring me back to a place of, of power and operating from my heart. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be other events like this coming up. Actually, you know, it's pretty funny. I believe that as soon as we we kind of, we we create, you know, consciousness creates. So I'm I'm talking about this right now. I would not be surprised if after I, I put down the mic, there's an invitation for us to go to another similar type of event. Because the universe is like, oh, okay, you think you've, you've grown a little bit. All right, well, here you go. Here's your opportunity to, to prove it. So I'm sure something is going to pop up. And the next time it does pop up, there are a few things that I want to do differently. Because overall, when I look back at that high school reunion experience and overall how I showed up, you know, I might give myself, if I'm being trying to be completely objective, I might give myself a B- minus overall. And, and I know that I kicked off this episode by talking about not being so hard on ourselves and just allowing. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to assess 
my performance so that I can improve and, uh, and, and really to remove any judgment out of it. So I think I, I was a, a, a B minus, maybe a B, but I'd love to be an A plus. That's what I'm always playing for. I'm playing to be a rock star. So next time, I'm going to do a few things differently. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I have to give some credit to my amazing friend, Donna Hawkins. She is just she's someone I love deeply. Uh, Donna is a, a powerhouse woman, and she's also the nanny to our baby girl Maya. So I get a chance to spend a lot of time with Donna, and I was talking to her a little bit about uh, this this episode and and this story. And Donna had some amazing words that you know I'm I'm incorporating into this this feedback right now. Um, just some amazing words about how to kind of get out of your head and your ego and work on that those self-worth conversations so donna thank you so much for contributing so the next time i find myself in a situation like this um one of the things i'm going to do one of the very first things i'm going to do is simply have compassion for myself just have compassion you know it's okay to feel how you feel there's nothing wrong with feeling a little intimidated feeling a little anxious There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of fear. And like I said at the top of the episode, I'm so quick to judge myself if I'm afraid. If if I'm afraid and I don't snap out of it quickly, I, I end up passing judgment, criticizing myself. You know, and that's where the compassion comes in. Like, hey, you had that feeling. It's cool. You know, just recognize that it's part of your process. It's part of your journey. And pay attention to the feeling. Okay, what is that jealousy telling you? What is that fear telling you? What are are, are those anxious feelings telling you? Because they're all communicating something. You know, and instead of feeling like, oh gosh, here you are still feeling judgment, still judging yourself, still comparing yourself, right? And and what's connected to that is this feeling that I haven't arrived yet. I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't gotten it yet. Instead of feeling that way, again, just recognize that it's a process. And this is part of the process. And there is really no end goal. The goal is just constant evolution, constant growth. 
And sometimes you take two steps backwards to take four steps forward. You know, breakdown leads to breakthrough. So it's okay. It's okay. And just having some acceptance, like accept that in this moment, I'm feeling scared. In this moment, I'm feeling intimidated. In this moment, I am comparing myself to other people across metrics that I know are BS. I know to to compare myself and the money that I make to the money that you make is not healthy. I know it doesn't serve me. I know that it's ego. And just accepting that. It's like, okay, so what? So what? Right now you're feeling scarce. And your podcast is all about abundance. So what? Does it mean you're a fraud? Does it mean that everything you've said is a lie? Of course not. So just having some acceptance, having some compassion. And you know what? If if I get back into that judgment space, if I get back into that self-criticism space, be okay with that too. It's all right. It's all right. You know, we all go through ebbs and flows. And I think the magic in all of this is your ability to recognize when you are in your ego. Because the moment you recognize when you're in your ego, the ego is lessened. It doesn't have as big of, of a pull. Once you, once you can say, wow, this is ego. And I want to read a quote now from Eckhart Tolle. Uh, he's just an, an incredible author and and sage and just a very very wise man. I don't I don't necessarily know what he would call himself, but uh, you can check him out. Eckhart Tolle, uh, E C K H A R T T O L L E. Go check out his books. Uh, the Power of Now is a great one. I recommend. Um, and he has an awesome quote on ego. And he says, "The moment you become aware of the ego in you." It is strictly speaking no longer the ego, but just an old conditioned mind pattern. Ego implies unawareness. Awareness and ego cannot coexist. So the moment that you realize that you're in your head, that you're operating from ego, boom, you're out of the ego. Its grip on you has lessened. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to to do a bunch of stuff. You don't need to go and recite you know, 10 affirmations or go journal or go meditate or whatever. Because that's sometimes what I get get myself into. It's like, okay, what do I need to go do now? I'm feeling challenged by self-worth. My confidence has taken a hit. What do I need to go do? That's what I was, was thinking of when I was at the reunion and I wanted to get out of my head so badly. I'm thinking, what do I need to do? Failing to recognize that simply awareness was good enough. Simply being aware that, Matthew, this is ego. Simply that right there was already moving me into my heart. Because as Eckhart Tolle says, the ego and awareness cannot coexist. So that really has helped. And it continues to help me. And it's something I'm going to lean on. You know, having that compassion. Being accepting. Understanding that it's ego. And, and being aware, you know. And the, the faster I can be aware that the feelings I'm having are ego. 
and fear and they aren't coming from my heart, they, they aren't reflective of my true self, the quicker I can recognize that, then, then that means the ego doesn't get a chance to build up momentum. Because it's when the ego and the fear builds up that moment, the momentum, in me, the momentum looks like those stories. Remember how I said my story was, you know, I'm not as successful because I'm, I'm not a great entrepreneur, because I'm disorganized or I don't have grit. And that's because, you know, that's the ego picking up momentum. So becoming aware that it's ego that's showing up, it halts the momentum. Because what happens with me is when the momentum kicks in, I almost get paralyzed. My greater self just gets paralyzed. My heart can't, can't get in there. And I typically just have to let the process run its way through, that ego process. I, get, I just got to let those stories go all the way through and play themselves out. And then when things kind of settle down, there's a good chance I'll be back into my, my right mind. But catching an ego early, being aware that it's ego early, halts that momentum. And then you can say, ah, okay, I see what you are. I see what this is. So that's what I'm planning to do next time. Now, if that's not good enough for you, <laughs> if you're like, you know, Matt, you got to give me some concrete action items, man. I need something. There are a few things that I think would have helped me. And, you know, one of them would have been reading some positive affirmations from other people. So for me, that's like going on iTunes and reading reviews of the podcast and remembering how the work I'm doing impacts others. That's that's sort of what I did earlier on. I was remembering of of all the great things I've been working on and all the value I've been I've been, you know, putting out into the world and how people have received it. That helped. And so if that's if if you're that type of person that is looking for those, you know, you want to get into action, First, I do say that you don't always need to be doing things to be creating shift in your life, to creating change. I think that's a product of our society. We feel like you have to do, do, do. You have to be in action in order for, for, for things to happen. But I found that that's not the case. By being mindful, that's what that is, right? Awareness, that mindfulness, being still, that's where meditation kicks in. When you're meditating, you aren't doing anything. But it is really funny with meditation, you get that monkey mind, right? And your mind is just so wired to go, 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 and to be thinking and thinking and thinking and planning and processing and thinking that with meditation, it can almost be, it can almost create anxiety within people to simply sit in the stillness. So if you are thinking that you just, you need, you need some action items, I'm going to give you some, but just recognize a lot of times it's just simply being and being aware. So reading some some positive affirmations coming from iTunes helps me. Getting into movement helps me at times, you know, movement being something like exercise. So for me, doing push-ups, I, ha- I have a, <clears throat> a pull-up bar in my kitchen. So doing push-ups and pull-ups, that brings me into the present. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about fears. I'm not thinking about what I need to do when I'm feeling those reps burning in my arms because I'm so present with the activity. So sometimes that can be an immediate way to just jolt you out of your head and into your heart by getting into that movement. And I also like to talk it out with someone, you know, because 
when you talk to these people, be honest and authentic and bold and really, truly share how you're feeling because acting in courage, you know, when you're, when you're being courageous, for me, that jumpstarts my confidence. It's like a boost to my confidence when I'm, when I'm, when I'm bold. And I've experienced that time and time again. When I'm feeling anxious or fearful, if I take a bold move, boom, my confidence and my swag come back real quick. It's like, oh, yes, I remember. This is who I truly am. Another thing that can help, this, you know, this, is a, this can be a small thing, but for some people, just looking great. You know, like for me, I'm stepping into this high school reunion, right? If I show up and I'm, and I'm, and I'm looking like 100 bucks, I got some fresh sneakers on. I got a nice shirt on. It's it's fitted, right? I got, you know, my haircut done nice. I'm smelling great. Like that is a confidence booster. So, take a few minutes to get your get your image right. Feel great in how you look. And that can help get you out of your head. And so the last thing for me, the next time I'm in a situation, I'm just feeling like I can't I can't shake this fear. I can't I just can't get over it. I'm going to revisit this episode. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this and to remind myself how it felt to go into something being in fear with my confidence shook, questioning my self-worth. I'm going to remind myself what I was doing at the time to get out of it. I'm going to remind myself what truly works, what truly helps to shift my mindset and my feelings. And then just go from there. So for you, it might look like the next time you you do feel overwhelmed by your ego and overwhelmed with those feelings of you know, the lack of confidence and whatnot, writing it down. Write it down or record it. Pull out your phone. Every phone has a voice memo app in it. Pull out your phone and just talk and just say, this is how I'm feeling. My confidence feels totally destroyed right now. I feel lower than low. And just, just talk it out. The act of talking that out is going to help you. And then you're going to, you're going to have the thing to revisit and, and just see what it felt like in that moment. There's some value in that. There's some healing in that. So that's all I got today. That's all I got. You know, I think that confidence and self-worth are something that I'm constantly working on. Constantly. It isn't an arrived type of thing like, oh, I've got there. I'm never going to have confidence issues again. I'm never going to question my self-worth. Right? It's a, it's a journey. It's a process and there's no, there's no end goal. You know, really, my goal right now is to recognize when I'm in my fears quicker. If it took me a day to recognize I was in my fear last time, I want to be able to do it in 23 hours and 59 minutes this time. Right? I just want to be able to get a little bit quicker at catching myself. Oh, that's that stuff. All right. That's you in your head, Matt. All right, cool. Remember that Eckhart Tolle quote, ego and awareness can't coexist. So, boom. Now that I have awareness, I've just blown up the ego. All right. Let's sink back into the heart. I just want to catch that quicker and quicker and quicker and be okay when I don't catch it be allowing 
forgive myself, be kind to myself. You know, ask myself, man, would you be treating your best friend the same way that you treat yourself? What would it look like if you walked around and were judging and criticizing and and shaming other people the way you judge and criticize and shame yourself? You wouldn't be a very uh very likable person if that's how, you know, if that's how I went around and just and and treated other people the way I treat myself. I may not be the the the, the biggest uh fan of others because it's just no fun. No one wants to be around that person. So why you got to do it to you? Why you got to do it to yourself? So I think there's a lot of people out there who this message was for you. You know, and um, I'm excited to see kind of what happens and what you create now that you have a little bit more awareness. Because just listening to this show, listening to this episode creates awareness. Whether you know it or not, it's creating awareness within you. This message is is incepting, seeping in through your pores. (laughs) So there's already healing and growth and transforming going on. And that's the coolest thing about all of this stuff. You don't have to be active in it for it to be making an impact. Particularly with this awareness thing. It'll it'll surprise you. It'll surprise you when, you know, you're in a situation and and uh my voice might pop in your head or, you know, the name Eckhart Tolle might come to mind or the word awareness or the word ego. You may not recognize immediately where it came from it's because it's your subconscious it just latches on to the powerful stuff and it holds on and says i'm gonna i'm gonna play this card when we really need it so i'd love for you to share i'd love for you to tell me when this stuff hits you when you were reminded when you caught yourself and you know you were more aware talk to me about it because your examples your stories inspire me they boost my game. So if you want to help a brother out, that would be fantastic. <laughs> you can reach me directly at mattcbivens at gmail.com. And again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you hanging out, showing up, listening, supporting the show, and just always putting that love and those deposits back in yourself. That's how we all win. I win when you win. So thank you for caring about yourself enough to tune in to content like this. Because you're setting an example. Right? You're you're setting an example for me. You're setting an example for others. You're setting an example for yourself. And I appreciate that. You know, the tide lifts all boats. And so let's just keep uplifting ourselves and others. Cool. That's all I got for today. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here's to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, 
family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.